0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Getting Gritty with Andrea. I have my friend in here. Um, she's over the phone, so you know it's gonna sound a little different, so just be wary of that. Um, her pronouns are she, her. Um, that's something that I've been wanting to do for a minute, i just been forgetting, so my apologies to previous guests, but I will be doing that from now on. I will say everyone's pronouns and then, you know, their preferred pronouns um, to be respectful. I think that's something we should all be practicing on the daily. And With strangers loved ones and so on and classmates and whatever. um, I just think it's something that we really should be keeping in mind um, To respect others identities and such so today we're going to talk about um, safe space and specifically a home and what it means to make that home for yourself Um, and me and Rhiannon have come from Tough backgrounds are childhood. I mean, you've heard me talk about in the episode with alcoholism and if you've heard Rhiannon's podcast or, you know, just follow her on Instagram or anything, you know that she's been through a lot as well, like been through hell and high water, but I think that we've come out pretty strong I think that we've come out better for it but I I mean of course I would never want to say that those things should have happened because they shouldn't have um I don't want to say that those things necessarily were really meant to happen but that's just the way it did but I will say that I think that me and Rihanna have come out better for it and we've learned some you know learned a lot from especially from our mistakes and I know for one um it's been a long hard road to build a safe space for myself um and because i never knew that so rihanna um thank you again for being here and for talking with us and being vulnerable i know that could be really hard but i i think you're really strong and always super brave and like honest about where you've come from you know what you're about so do you mind telling everyone like what's it been like um you know trying to create that safe space and like where have you come from
1: of course so what's up ladies and gentlemen just like andrea said um my name is Rhiannon. Uh she did mention my podcast it's called retake a podcast on perspective you can find that on spotify apple Podcasts, and basically all the basic platform um places you can follow me on instagram at r barella 17 r b a r e l a 17 and um like you said dude i'm super excited to be on your episode Thank you for appreciating my transparency. I like to be super humble and just kind of open and use my story as, you know, a little push for everybody else, a drive for everybody else.
0: Of course, but,
1: yeah. just to jump right into it, honestly, dude, coming from the broken home that I came from, um, I feel like for the longest time up until now, and I still catch myself doing it, is just getting stuck in that victim mentality. When you grow mm-hmm. up in a place that is so hurtful and just embedded with so much difficulty and pain yeah you kind of like you learn to live in that you learn to resort to that and you just kind of get stuck in this essence of the fight or flight response so it's having to relearn how to live outside of that survival mindset so that's Mm -hmm. what it has been for me especially in trying to create a safe place for myself and for anybody who's listening who's you know on that journey trying to figure out how to create that safe place for yourself I first just want to say that it is a extremely like an extremely difficult process it's ugly it's rugged it's raw and uncut but Mm -hmm. it's a part of the healing that has to take place and I mean I was even talking to um My closest people recently just going through some things that I'm going through with my bumps in the road and my healing process. Mm -hmm. And I think what's what's most difficult to come to terms with is the fact that I felt as though I was a stronger person like three Mm -hmm. years ago when I was going through like some of the worst issues I've ever experienced. I felt like I was stronger then than I am now. However, as I sit back and kind of reflect on that, I -hmm. realized that I felt as though I was stronger because I've been taught my entire life that suppression is strength. And that's so invalid and that's so incorrect. And that's why so many of us that do do that suppression tactic. That's why we struggle so much in our healing process, because to us being transparent and being open and talking about it and really letting it out. It's, it's seen as a weakness because our entire yeah. life, we've kind of just thugged it out, you know, put our rose-colored glasses on, cried inside like a winner, like, everything in the book. We, like, we did everything but create our safe place. Like, for me, my safe place became school. It became success. It became sports, like, going out and helping other people. So, I mean, I was just pouring into everybody else's cup when I had literally nothing in mind, like... I don't know Mm -hmm. what type of magic air I fucking pulled into that cup, but I was pouring (laughs) it into everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now, and I know you're like this too a little bit. Now that we're older, it's like, damn. Like I have to relearn all of my bad tendencies that low key worked, but high key didn't. You know? Yeah. So it's just it's it's a difficult process, but it's something that you do have to do.
0: And what are like some ways that? What are ways that have helped you create that safe space now? What does that safe space look like for you currently? Um It's so
1: funny that you asked that because literally I felt like today for one of the first times in like the last month, dude. I felt uh-huh. like I got into my safe space. That's awesome. And I felt good. So I'm kind of I I mine's a little hippie, it's a little rugged. Like, it's super confusing. Like, it's barrio, but it's, like, enlightened barrio. You feel me? Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's awesome. I like that. I like that term you just used. I think that's original. That's honest. I like that. Barrio
1: enlightenment, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're working with. Ghetto fab. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine, basically, it's, it's like, getting into my zen. First of all, I have to have light. Like, when I go into Mm -hmm. my safe place, there has to be light. It cannot be dark. It cannot be, like, gray. Like, no, I'm talking bright as hell. Like, even if I'm sitting here sweating, my safe space has to be bright. Mm -hmm. Um, I like for books to be around me. Like, even if I'm not reading my book, I just, I feel like books are a physical representation of just knowledge at your hands. And so for me, my safest place and I think it's low key some Matilda shit, dude, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was little, like if I got into a book, like I was entering a different world, you know what I mean? Yeah. So growing up, it was, you know, the little novels and things like that. But now that I'm older, it's more of like self reflection and motivation and psychology and just tapping into myself. I love books like that. Um Literally, dude, sitting in front of me, I have, like, my little Himalayan salt lamp. I have my roses, my books. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. chilling, bro. I drank my coffee, opened my windows, got my little air conditioning on. So my safe space is very, um, how can I say it? It's just very, I I don't know, like, diverse, I guess. Like I said, it's freaking Barrio Enlightenment.
0: Yeah, you staying true to your roots and where you come from, but also, like, improved, I guess, because it's good to keep those same, like, traditions, but I think to evolve them, like, they need to still develop, Mm -hmm. so I feel like keeping that mindset, like, you know, and like you said, and how you're so humble is like, I know where I came from, but this is where I am now, and I'm still going to challenge those things that I learned and some of those things weren't good. They weren't healthy, but also yeah. some of them worked. And I think it just needs some improvement. I, I definitely yeah. feel you on that. And that type of safe space is so awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad that you found that today. And I you know, hope that you continue to find that and find solace and, you know, can retreat into that safe space. Because definitely, like you said, it's uh, we didn't really have that. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. as growing up for a long time. And I feel like personally, at least, I had not found my own until literally this year like fully like fully even amidst this uh quarantine and all that and you know covid stuff and everything happening i think i fully didn't find a safe space till this year because um i was still stuck in unhealthy relationships i was still stuck you know being upset about my mother and her addiction being upset concerned about everybody being super anxious experiencing just letting my anxiety to an extent like i like i've said before and i will say in a future episode about mental health i don't believe you know anxiety or depression these other things are just all willpower um it's it's just not possible but i will say that i think i was letting it consume me to the point of like i was in that victim mindset mindset because i grew up with that my mother showed me that unfortunately and and i understand how she got to that point and i understand how my parents and how people around me i mean you know um old friends were like that as well i mean our family members it was all victim mindset and i and i get how they were like that because there were so many obstacles against them and against us and there still is but it's it's too easy. It's far too easy to keep in that and then you're just holding yourself back from really like prospering doing better as a person doing better externally you know it's just it just really holds you back and i i don't know i just decided like i i can't keep feeling sorry for myself like yeah okay bad shit has happened to me that's fine like bad shit has happened to everyone my story is valid my trauma is valid but i cannot keep letting the trauma just identify like be that my only identity because that's limiting myself
1: you cannot let it define you like you cannot let it hinder you And that is the when you grow up in a place that is broken, and that is unsafe. Mm -hmm. It's almost I even hate to use the victim mindset, because I freaking hate the word victim. But it's it's true. Yeah. And I feel like in addition to that victim mindset, if I'm not developing the victim mindset, I am developing my worst critic mindset. So you know, I might not be like, oh well, damn, nothing's working out for me. But I'm like, you know what, like, this is gonna happen and Mm -hmm. you know it's underlying that worst critic is the victim you feel me but my worst critic I always put it like this literally there is nothing that anybody in this world can tell me that I have not already told to myself in 500 different ways both positive and negative you know so it's everyone's like you know your only competition is against that person in the mirror and that's true but when you grow up the way that we did sometimes that person in the mirror is the absolute worst fucking competition that you can have. Because for me, I think because I grew up in that, in that broken place, I was always pushing for more. So I had this extremely elevated expectation of myself that was impossible. Yeah. It's literally, and it's, it's impossible to meet it. So it's like, I'm pushing so hard to reach this expectation that is not even feasible that I'm not celebrating any of my small wins or even big wins. Like, I caught myself the other day. I was like, Manon, like, why are you so unhappy? Why are you so hurt right now? Like, Mm -hmm. I sat there, and it was like the devil on my shoulder and the angel on my shoulder. Like, the devil on my shoulder was telling me, like, look, you're just like your parents. Like, you think like them. You get upset like them. You're angry like them. Like I carry a lot of their negative qualities, but I never sit here and think about the good qualities that I carry that are of them and are simply of myself. So Mm -hmm. I had to sit here. I was like, Rhiannon, you are literally sitting in the midst of what you've prayed for. Like you're sitting in the midst of what you pushed for since you were that little kid that was looking to get out of that environment. Like I was against all odds. You know what I mean? I always have been. But I overcame, like, I'm sitting here, I have a master's degree, statistics said that I would have freaking been pregnant at 16, I would have never graduated high school, much less made it to college, and made it out with a bachelor's and a master's, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying any of this to be like, oh, look at me, look at me, you know, but it's, there's so much humility. Yeah. Thank you. Like, there's so much humility behind it, because... In order to do this, I had to find a way to make myself feel safe. And just like I said earlier, anyone who's listening to it, like, understand that just because me and Andrea have a little bit of a success story, know that when you grow up in that way, it is something you are constantly going to fight. Like, that will probably most likely be one of the biggest fights you will ever face in your life.
0: That definitely (laughs) was, yeah.
1: And it still is, you know, like, I have my good days, I have my bad days, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like amidst quarantine, I've had some freaking terrible, terrible days, but um, I just having to sit back and think about how, I mean, I always say God, if y'all believe in something else, that's fine, but I always say the higher power God for me, um, he wanted there to be a collective healing, like that our entire world was moving way too fucking fast. I feel like everybody lost their safe space and he's like, hold up, hold up, let me just bring it back real quick let me show y'all what's really important, you know? So everyone's had the ability to sit there and really hone in on themselves and focus on themselves. And sometimes that shit is scary. Like, it is terrifying, especially when you're struggling so much to find that safe space within. But just understand, like, anybody who's listening, if you're doing the work, there will be production that comes from it. You know what I mean? Like, anything that you do, no matter how difficult it is, especially if it's work within yourself, like there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you will find that light. I don't know when, I don't know how, but you will. And celebrate the small wins, literally. Be happy that, you know, you've overcome so much. And even if it's just you getting out of bed that day, you know, Mm -hmm. going to work out, reading your book, whatever, sending a text message to people that you love, like count the small, the small doves. Those are important.
0: Yeah, I think people don't, They take it for granted. They don't understand, like, um, like you said, like, our backgrounds is tough. Like, all we knew, all I knew was, like, yelling, crying about bills. All I knew was crying about somebody cheating or maybe, you know, or doing all kinds of stuff. It was, like, always some crazy shit happening. And then, you know, in my relationships, friends and romantic, it seemed like all that they were going through was hard shit, death, sickness, cancer. My aunt, you know, she recently passed. She was always battling cancer. My grandparents, I mean, they always like battling their own demons my parents battling their own demons and all that manifested and it it, uh, it showed and it and they brought it around us and I'm I mean I didn't want them to suppress it and that's the that's the balance though but I felt like our parents and whoever are your caregivers or whoever is around you I think they should try to maintain boundaries especially when they're supposed to be taking care of you and that's something I always talk about because it's very very important it's very important when you're little because you are a sponge you are going to you know Thank <laughs> you get all these take all this information in you're going to mimic what you see so it's very important to at the home is where it starts and then your safe space was school and that was mine as well Um, same thing same thing I love the movie Matilda and I used to look at her like wow like that's me you know because I used to yeah, always like, have books <laughs> yeah it was always like, he, like piles of I would bring home like five at a time other kids around me were just reading like picture books and stuff and I was reading like chapter books and I was bringing so many home because hey, that girl. was where I retreat yeah, it was, it was the, it was like a movie every time. And it got me out of whatever hardship, all the poverty, all the low, having no money couldn't really go anywhere. Always, you know, like I said, being around yelling or frustration or parents trying to, you know, get out of their own heads, you know, and it's just you're it was kind of like everyone, every man, quote unquote, for themselves. That's kind of how it was in a way. And community, our community and our families, I, I understand that they were struggling how to be there for each other and for us because you know, life was against them too. But I think what the better thing like how what's improved and what how we've evolved is that we kinda got out of that. We recognize these are our obstacles, but these obstacles don't mean that it's impossible. It's still they possible. The the odds though are against us. Yes they are. It's it's is it probable? Maybe not. But again, it's definitely possible. Definitely if you still try and I know and I know some people don't have the same access. They may have a different story than we do. But either way if you've done the best that you can with what you got and you're still trying to just at least even just to be a better person more open-minded or just whatever like and creating your own safe space you know that's a win like you're you don't have to always have external accomplishments but like a uh, Rhiannon's compliment those are awesome like having your masters and bachelors definitely like minority communities it is such a low like they do not expect us to win like that and I'm so happy that you have that and that you pushed against the odds and so many other of our fellow, you know, brothers and sisters are doing it. And I think that's so amazing, but you're so right. Do celebrate the little wins. I feel like, and I've said it before, it's like, just remember, it's not always our external because what I do as well, like Rhiannon said, I do the same thing. And and I think this is very common again uh, with people like us that have, you know, come from these kind of backgrounds and troubled childhoods and traumatic situations. We're always, um, always, always, always focusing on our external accomplishments we're always looking to reach a bar that we can never reach and my therapist you know always reminds me and i always tell her like no one's pressuring me to do all these things i mean i've done all these great things yeah but they also don't feel great they feel like mediocre like what is this i feel like i'm nothing i still don't i'm not doing enough and she's like who's telling you that and i'm like well that's myself because these are the voices and she says to name the voices that are telling me these things and i'm like well this kind of sounds like my old mother's voice this sounds like maybe a teacher or someone that told me this or society or you know somebody that told me that but that's not exactly my own voice that was me I was just internalizing that and that's not me though and I don't need to berate myself like that I don't need to hurt myself like that because I deserve much better but I have to show myself much better and I have to show people how to Treat me and respect me. And I think that's something that we're definitely working on. That's part of that safe space. I think one of the main things, part of having one, is boundaries. I'm always pushing this on people nowadays. Like, I, for this last year, almost year and a half, I've been pushing it because I'm like really found the beauty in that. And I was just like, wow, this doesn't need to be something hurtful. It doesn't need to be something bad. And if people take it a wrong way, they take it a wrong way. But you have to, you do have to think about yourself. I think it's far too long that people like re- and me have and plenty of us i've seen especially women and minority women we've been taught to take care of other people from the get-go we've been taught to always be the caregivers and things so it's time for us to care about ourselves it's not selfish i mean it's not selfish in the like an evil sense or something it's selfish but that's a great selfish to be concerned for yourself and make sure you're okay like that's the best self-love and self like rebellion and revolution that you can do because this society does not want us to do that. They want us to just be staying with our head in the dirt, but we cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think it's really like... I think it's... It is just like a fucking beautiful it's a, it's a horrible process, but it's such a beautiful process at the same time. I think it's horrible because so much that you have to unlearn and then learn and then just it, it takes forever. It does especially when you've come from traumatic backgrounds. It, it, it's double the work and what we're saying today is not something just easily done. like it's better said than done, of course, but I think it's rewarding.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I get myself in trouble a lot because sometimes, you know, I give great advice that I Mm -hmm. never use for myself. (laughs) And so, just like you said, bro, it's an active effort. Like, making your safe place is an active effort, and your safe place will not be the same through different seasons of your life. And I I always tell people like this,
0: you know, you
1: can allow your past to be your initiative or your excuse, and it's your choice. It is absolutely your choice some days I do make my past an excuse. And that's when I fall into the abyss. That's when I can't find my safe space. That's when I'm, I'm hurting and my inner child is screaming from the inside to the freaking ends of the world. But Mm -hmm. I mean, when I use that shit as my initiative, that's when I come out of college with the masters. That's when Mm -hmm. I survive all these things that you're not supposed to survive. That's when you move past the obstacles and you overcome and You refuse to conform. So, I mean, it's is—it's a beautiful thing, but it's an active effort to make your safe place.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that you pointed out earlier as well. I forgot to mention that um, about there are some, I think, Flaws And and, and toxic or unhealthy, at least unhealthy habits and and parts of our personalities that could use some change or at least improvement that we've learned from our parents or our caregiver or caregivers, whoever's been, you know, taking care of you that contributed to that unhealthy childhood and traumatic childhood. But I think, like you said, there is some good things. And that's what I think I learned once I started to kind of get out that uh, victim mindset, like always woe is me i i think i realized like okay but there is some good things there really is like despite yeah they're not perfect the childhood was not perfect of course but you know what they did have some good qualities i think they're just their own i have to remember that their own they're their own people and they're just human beings that had fucked up childhoods themselves fucked up adulthoods and they're just trying to fight their own demons and unfortunately they let it kind of sometimes get the best of them or manifest And just, you know, not showed us the better way all the time. But I think that they still tried sometimes to do what they could with what they had, too. And I think to give them a little more credit. Is is okay? It's okay to still feel feel bad or feel sympathy or compassion for you know those that you are upset about and hurt and hurt you. I mean, even if it was unintentionally, because I I've stayed mad for a long time and I've had to come to terms with you know what? It's not all on her. I I've or whoever you know my parents or whatever. It's not just them or my past abuser. It is what am, what do I want to do? What can I do better? Because it, they're not controlling me. Yeah, I'm still. I still have those traumatic memories or habits, but Mm -hmm. this is me. I have to change that. They cannot control me anymore. I have to take control. And if I don't, then I'm consistently letting, you know, just letting myself be just drowned. And that's not, it's not, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We shouldn't do that. It's a disservice to ourselves.
1: And that's the thing is, you know, we're not, we're not, um, the tra- like, the trauma it's is not our fault,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: reaction and the aftermath yeah. is our fault. We get to choose. And, you know, in the I will say in those shocking phases, in the beginning phases, your reaction may not be good. Mine was not.
0: Definitely <laughs> mine wasn't so, either.
1: <laughs> I am uh-uh. a walking ball of fire. You feel me? When I go yeah. through trauma, but, hey, you live, you learn, and you grow and you become. And that's just what it is. Like, the trauma is not our fault. But the aftermath is and it's an active choice every time. And just like you said about parents and honestly, anybody, because the whole reason why we're having to create a safe space is because we've allowed the external factors to come into us internally. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So when you're creating that safe space, I just I feel like it's important to let people know. And this is something I'm still learning. It's difficult for me. But you have to learn forgiveness. You have to practice forgiveness And it's not for anybody else. It's for yourself. You have to release yourself from that bitterness and understand, you know, anyone who may have forced you to need to find a safe place was merely projecting their own guilt and their own fear on you. Like, you know, my parents, I even it's crazy to say it, but I have so much more empathy for them now than Mm -hmm. I do anger because it's like, you know, they they did what they could with what they had and their reaction was not a good one. But my reaction will be. And I I make that my active effort. I make that my drive every single day. Like, the generational curse stops here. Like, I wake up every morning, and it's like that generational curse looks me in the face, and I slap the fuck out of that motherfucker, and I'm like, not today. Not Mm -hmm. today. Like, not ever. We're fighting you. You're getting stomped out. Like, that's just what it is. It ends here. Because Mm -hmm. if I do decide to have children in the future, I will—I refuse— to make them have to work as actively as I have had to because of me, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that that's something that you pointed out that's really important as well. Um, stopping the generational curse and also having the more empathy. I definitely find that for the people that, that you know... Contributed to my traumatic, you know events and you know childhood I I do have more empathy for my parents because then I realized you know what like I said before that They they were trying to do the best that they could with what they had and I have to realize like yeah I had to go through a lot of things by myself and really like grow up by myself and teach myself Uh these things But so did they so how else would I really expect them? Like how really like realistically would I expect them to be able to show me and be there for me when no one was there for them? They're like I said. They're still trying to fight their own shit, and then that's where it comes into compassion as we get older and we grow. And you know what? You remember that these people are not gods. They're not. They're not. You know the strong. You know impenetrable human beings that we think they are just because their parents or your caregiver. They they're still got their own shit. They're still feeling just like us. They have their own inner child that they gotta work through. They got a lot of shit too, especially minority communities. We have so much more against us all the time, and it's it's a lot to keep trying to keep them down. And I mean, hey, if they're still here and they're kind of trying, even if you don't see it, try to you know celebrate their wins too if you can. I mean, it's it's compassion. We have to give it to them just as we want it for us. Try to give some respect and you know it's just trying to just move on as you can and heal as you can it's it's we can't keep staying angry and and i feel you on that because i used to be so angry all the time i was always just so upset i remember there was times like i was crying like so much in bed i was there was times i was crying in the goddamn shower in the tub i was just laying down just sitting there like i'm so fucking tired of this like what is this what is my life what is this life and i had to realize that some of the safe spaces though what's interesting because of our trauma um safe space my for sure one was school like i said school in the library but i really realized was that school was also my it was unhealthy in a way because I was always trying to project I was always trying to reach that perfection level. And I was always just, you know, I was hiding what was really hurting inside by putting it out into all my external accomplishments. But then I realized like, you know what? That's not exactly the safe space I still want. It should also. And so I started to question as I got into college and now into grad school and stuff. As I go through it, I'm like, I can't keep hiding behind these things in school and all this because there's more to me. I literally told my therapist and told myself and my partner like a month ago, I was like, I don't feel like there's anything to me but me being able to do two things being good at school and being a clean freak And that's not and I looked at myself like that's sad as fuck Like why is it that I think I'm only good at these two things like that's not who I am as a person that cannot possibly Encapsulate me and embody me as a whole ass person and all I've been through and all I do and try to do every day like and that's what she asked me like really think about like what else are you like Really think to yourself, who am I? What are these good things about me? And I had to make a list. And that was kind of fucked up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel that, though. That is, that's something that comes with, you know, it's a result of trauma. It's a result of constantly trying to create that safe place. But, hey. We got to keep thugging, take everything to the chin and keep it pushing. Like, that's just how it goes. Feel your feelings, but don't let your feelings run you. And I'm giving that of advice to myself because, boy, there's nobody's emotions that I feel can take them to the damn abyss like mine can take me. So, I mean, that's the thing. Too many people, I think our world preaches too much uh, affirmation in the sense that it's like, oh, like, I'm negative. I just want to be positive
0: well oh yeah
1: shit either because all you're gonna do is be upset that in the moment that you're negative you cannot change the perception to be positive you know you have to sit there and be like you know what right now i feel pretty fucking shitty like i feel like shit i feel like this blah 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 accept that feeling and know that it's not gonna last forever
0: yep process it and release yes we
1: have the ability to to move that around and it is very difficult at times So when it's difficult i encourage anybody you know find your little safe space and like i said it might change sometimes my oh, house yeah. doesn't work sometimes my house is the worst safe space sometimes the only way that i can really release myself from my burden and my pain and my demons is to go sit in front of some water literally a freaking pond to like It's so, and I think it's the empath in me that has to be close to a body of water. But Mm -hmm. you have you have to change it from day to day. You find what's good for you and what's not good for you. What's triggering and what helps, and
0: you just move
1: forward with that.
0: I think, yeah, because it's easy, like, especially for us, at least like I've said before, and also me experiencing anxiety, and because of that, I've always been a routine kind of person, I'm always a pattern, you know, kind of person, consistent, kind of try to be as consistent as possible, but yeah, like you said, it, it, and that's with boundaries, safe space, whatever it is, these things are going to change, your expectations for yourself and others, That let that be fluid, let that be open-minded, it doesn't, it, it does need to change depending on the situation or the circumstance, like she said, a good example, exactly, is it sometimes it's not always your own home or your or your room or one of the rooms in your apartment or house or whatever it is. It could literally be you have to go to the a river, a creek, a pond, an ocean, you know, go to the ocean, go to the beach, or maybe it's it is going to the library one day, or maybe it is your friend's house or your friend's room or something, or it's the studio, or it's somewhere that else that you find this is another safe space and this is you know where you're thinking and processing and releasing. Safe space does not always have to be a physical place place as well it doesn't always have to be physical things but that can very much help so just find what works for you and it's not a one size fits all so what may work for me and Rhiannon will not work for you and vice versa but um thank you so much again Rhiannon, for uh being on this podcast episode and giving us your words of wisdom you always have great things to say you know and i appreciate you so much
1: i got you girl thank you so much for having me and i mean It makes me happy to be able to discuss the things that are difficult. Um, Anyone who's listening, I mean, keep it real raw and uncut. When you're vulnerable, your heart is open. When you're not, that shit is closed. Openness you can receive. That's all I have. But. Thank you, Andrea. You're the best, bro. Thank you. I'm Thank,
0: you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much also for listening in. I hope that me and Rhiannon's talk today helped you in any way. Um, follow her, please, you know, and follow her podcast as well. Retake on Spotify and there's other platforms. She's always talking about real shit as well. This is why I'm always, this is like a person in her podcast I'm following because it's always real shit too. I always, you know, I always think people like this are so brave for being vulnerable, you know, and coming from the background we come from that shit's hard as fuck every day to try to do that and open ourselves to people but that's that's the shit it's it's part of the healing process so i hope you guys take something out of that and um please yeah follow her podcast like i said her instagram and listen to more words of wisdom and hopefully this uplifts you and um you know we're just telling you the safe space it's important to have that for yourself um and much love and see you in the next episode